0: Oh, oh. oh, I'm sorry, hey, you caught me eating my cup noodles. Mm. And it's eating in the proper way. I uh, have to slurp and make a lot of noise. And that's what I'm going to be talking about today is cup noodles, instant noodles, uh, given that now they're nearly impossible to find in the store, except all of the good flavors. Uh, those are the ones seem to be left behind, and having the eating habits that I do, it's it's hilarious going in the grocery store because people are panicking and hoarding a lot of stuff, but everything that I typically buy, not one, not one item has been taken out of its spot. So I I can walk in, grab what I need, uh, with with no issues. So people are panicking. They're not really hungry because they're they're leaving all the the tripe and chicken feet uh, in the in the deli section, but. For instant noodles, I I noticed that all of those are gone, except the ones that are uh, like kimchi, spicy kimchi flavor, things like that. The the ones that we actually have here at the house and the seafood are still there. If the place carried them before around here in Tennessee, unfortunately, you can't just go in and find uh, the cup noodle, the seafood flavor. That's my favorite one. Uh, but all that instant like top ramen is gone, of course it's all instant that's what we're talking about and I just wanted to tell about the the story of the guy who actually invented that and invented the system and how it became it actually was born out of popularity with a crisis it wasn't um a, a sickness, but it was actually a hostage situation with uh, some radicals in in Japan it was uh, they were uh, Communist-related, uh, the United Red Army uh, followers had like a hostage situation, and the public, like the publicizing of that, had the police eating the cup noodles, and it became a kind of a symbol of uh, an instant food for you know fighting, you know fighting on and 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 and, move, and uh, moving on, so now that all those are off the shelf i'll talk a little bit about it and let you know what you have in your hands if you're the ones hoarding it which shame on you, you should not do that um that has been a bit embarrassing just to see people hoarding all of the the yeah the toilet paper it's it's just absurd uh, but um yeah the cup noodles it was invented by uh, a, a guy named momofuku And he invented cup noodles in his 60s. So he was a bit of a a free thinker, always trying to invent, an an entrepreneur always, just trying to create different things. And his um, adulthood was mainly post-World War II Japan, which was impoverished, starving, and because of the... The aid system that the United States was giving Japan—they gave them massive amounts of wheat, because in their mind the people could uh, uh, survive by making bread. Well, the Japanese never made bread and didn't uh, have ovens in every home to to do it, and didn't know how. And it wasn't a, a staple in their diet like it is in Western culture. So they had all all of this excess. Wheat, So that was one thing, one problem he tried to solve is how can I create a a wheat-based noodle that also will be long-lasting and something that will have a long shelf life because if you make fresh noodles, they obviously don't have a long shelf life and if most people don't have refrigeration uh, at that time and electricity is not not too reliable you know having fresh noodles is not always um an option and they, they spoil very quick so it he was trying to create a, a, a way of preserving preserving the noodles and he never could figure it out it was a lot of trial and error and just failed miserably all the time until one day his wife was cooking and she was going to uh, she she was going to try like his noodles like here let me try to cook some up for you fresh really quick while you're working on it and she grabbed some noodles throw them in the pot and it flash fried them and dehydrated them so they pull them out and they were making fun of it <laughs> like yeah you burn them to a crisp they're no good and that is the secret of making the noodle so the next day uh, it was either the, the next day or a couple days later. He noticed the noodles they're they're brittle, they're hard. Nothing's going to contaminate them uh, if if they were uh, packaged right. But they're unedible. But is it possible to rehydrate them? So he just boiled some water, threw the noodles in, and wow, actually they come back to life and were delicious. So that's how he created the system of making instant noodles. And that system of flash frying not only uh, relates to to making instant noodles, it is also in a lot of other uh, like instant food manufacturing. So he was the, the 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 pioneer and the creator of this system of having instant foods or being able to store foods long term out, outside of cans. So when he Made those noodles. He had a, a chicken broth that he would make with it, and uh, like you know, the powder broth you have. So he would sell those, and they were fairly successful, but still not a not a item like they are now. Because now I don't know. Top Ramen actually his company um, they own Cup Noodle, which they're a dollar or something. Just depends on which flavor you get. The seafood is roughly. A dollar to a dollar fifty, depending on where you 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 buy it. But uh, top ramen, ten to twenty cents, maybe twenty five cents. Now, it just depends. And uh, I remember, I'm not that old, but it it was when I was younger. I do remember going to a grocery store that had a it was a sell that they were selling ramen noodle for two cents a pack. So absolutely, uh, it's almost free. No, it's not even cheap, it is below cheap. So a food that has a extraordinary shelf life, I mean it lasts forever, all you do is add hot water and, and you have a meal. Now you will have some sodium problems later on or cholesterol problems with as much sodium that are in them. So it's not something you can live on every day, but definitely some survival food or, or, or good snack food. Well, his original noodle was the chicken flavor, and I think he even called it chicken noodle, that uh, it was in, in a pack like Top Ramen, and it was quite big, actually. It was, um, I don't know if, if you're familiar with, uh, an a, like, Asian brands, like the Korean ones, like Spicy Noodles. They are uh, they're actually bigger than Top Ramen by about, I would say, double. So it actually is made to fit in, in a larger bowl. So that's what he had and the the process at the time and the packaging for Japan, it was coming out to be, forget two cents, 20 cents a dollar. It was roughly converted to to uh, like a modern amount was around $6. It was a packet of instant noodles and this is roughly... Uh, 1970 or late 60s so the, the the soba and udon guys on the street were making fresh noodles for uh, about three times less so you get a bowl of fresh noodles versus the 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 ramen so actually the, the ramen was a luxury not the other way around that it is now so that took some time to actually get the the pricing down and the I guess his, his business model and manufacturing down to where he could actually keep providing cheaper noodles. But the cup noodle came along. He was trying to, he was having success in Japan with the chicken noodle. So he's going to go to America and see how, you know, see, see what he can do. So he's trying to sell the chicken ramen and giving it to different uh, investors and companies and groups they're kind of having a problem with the convenience of it because he's saying you can take it into work. All you need is a bowl, chopsticks, and boiling water. But what he realized is most Americans don't pack a bowl and chopsticks to work. So, Or even at that time, have chopsticks in the household. And he was noticing what they were doing was actually breaking his big, uh, like a, a... I don't know what you'd call that noodle, I guess like a patty of those noodles. They were actually breaking it in half and putting it in a cup and pouring hot water in the cup and mixing it, eating it with a fork. No chopsticks or bowl needed. So it actually further reduced the, the need of what he was trying to do is create an instant meal. So he thought, hey, if I can put it in a cup, then all people would need is just put water in it and I'm sure probably you've actually never even had a fork with one and just drank them so you could do that but it wasn't as simple as just putting noodles into a cup because if, if you notice with cup noodle when you open it that those noodles are stuck into the cup and that is because he designed the cup to be like have a specific angle so that a certain amount of water sits below the noodle than it does above it to cook it at the right temperature. So this guy, even though it's a very cheap product, this nothing about this guy was cheap in the way he wanted to do things. And it actually took him a long time to put this into fruition with uh, <laughs> making cup noodle. I mean, he, he knew, okay, I want to make noodles in a cup and have them instant, but how do I do that? Once you figure it out with the the cups, the material that he needs, that kind of foamy, um, I guess it's some kind of, uh, hmm, it's like a styrofoam. I, I don't know the exact uh, makeup of it, but you, you know what I'm talking about. It's the little puffy styrofoam, so you come up with that cup, and also the sill can help keep it warm when you're uh, trying to, when you're actually cooking the noodles or rehydrating them with the boiling water. But the problem is in manufacturing. Their initial runs and attempts at making cup noodle as as simple as it looks is not because may, they kept having a lot of problems with putting the noodles inside the cup. So he actually, actually had to stop production for some time to figure this out. And it was one of those moments in his sleep, he pops up, he's like, oh, why don't we put the cup on the noodle not put the noodle in the cup so when you actually when you make cup noodle the noodle sits on a base and the cup is uh pressed on top of the noodle so that's how it gets stuck in, stuck in there and it's flat every time so that um uh, uh, it doesn't move around and get broken and pop the sill off and other problems that would occur uh, in transportation and in packaging. So he he actually inverted the process. And the reason I know all all of this about cup noodles is because I went to the Cup Noodle Museum a few months ago in Yokohama, Japan. It's not that I'm a a super uh, cup noodle-holic. And actually I don't eat a lot of instant noodles because that amount of sodium is like a super high amount. If I eat them for on a regular basis, I start getting headaches really bad. So I, I don't eat a lot of those. But for like camping and things like that, they are perfect to throw in your bag and you have them good, good to go. And also traveling, always take a couple with you. Put them in your bag, your carry-on, because you never know when you need just something to eat or you might be stranded here or there. It, it is a great meal, and I've relied on those several times. Actually, the most recent trip to Costa Rica, we had to have them a couple of times. So always pack a few with you. It, it's a definitely a, a good product. And I like the cup noodle better than the, the Top Ramen because they actually put in more premium ingredients. So you you can live large there. on luxury. The, the the noodles are thicker. They add some, like in the seafood, you actually have pieces of squid in there, uh, some shrimp, not very big ones, but still <laughs> there are shrimp in there. So, uh, and you don't need a bowl to carry with you. So that's already done. You can, and you can use the cup later, but at the, something that's really interesting. When you go to the museum, you can go to, uh, uh, like a cafeteria where they make your own cup noodle. So you can go there uh, and make your own flavors, add in whatever. You can paint and color in your own cup, seal it, put the noodle in there. You can press the, the cup on top of the noodles yourself and then seal it yourself in a like cellophane. But uh, I did have mine. I still kept the cup, but I, I wanted to try it. Like, what what's my flavor? I, I mixed, like, some different spices and seafood powders that they use for the seafood flavor, but also some of the spicy, uh, I think, like, spicy, spicy garlic sauces that they use for some other noodles and just mix those around a little bit. And it, it was very delicious. And I, I wish there was a way of buying <laughs> what I... Created there, uh, in the store because it was really good. It, it was it was uh, it was like a two dollar cup noodle if you can imagine that. I mean it, it was that good. I would, I think actually to do that is like three dollars. So it's a three dollar cup noodle. I know. Don't want to brag, but uh, I will drop some money on Mills. <laughs> and at that museum is, is they actually have his old kitchen in there and it was like just a little shack that he had uh, to create it so he created these noodles and with the cup noodle that was a, su- a success also with the publication of the, the the national police eating them while fighting the the united red Army's uh, attempted coup or whatever they were they were trying um, they squashed that movement and what powered them through it was the cup noodle. So it just exploded from there. Well, the idea of having these instant noodles became so popular that, of course, other people are going to try it. But they, they did not know how he made the noodles. So a lot of other companies st- start selling instant noodles. And a lot of people started getting sick from that. There's There were no like quality control standards or measurements for that. So uh, there were some issues coming up in the Instant Noodle world. So they go to Momofuku and uh, ask him, they being the, the government, saying, hey, would you like to be on the board of health standard and control with uh, Instant Noodle? So he does that. And as things do not get any better, they approach him and hit him with a proposition that sounds terrible it's like for the betterment of japan uh we can't seem to get the quality control correct for everyone except you uh, do you mind just letting everyone know how you do it for free just so that there's no bad noodles out there and if i'm not mistaken rightfully he rejected that at first but then thought about it and actually told everyone how he how he'd done the process and created the standards and actually ran that position uh i i i if i was him and you know he did this when he was in his 60s so it took him his whole life to create uh, the system to make the noodle and then he's just going to hand it over and he did so uh he, he's uh a lot nicer guy than I would have been. I'd have been like, oh, sorry, you can pay me for it. But, uh, yeah, so he was on that board and he did something that also is important in our, in just global food in general. He created the dating system to put on the every package. So he said, we don't know how old packages are we don't know how old cans are there's no dating system there's no production date so he was the guy who standardized a a dating system on food packaging so that's what i was saying earlier is this guy extends a lot further than just making cheap uh, instant noodles because at first they were not cheap uh he created the demand to be so high for the resources to be available to make them that cheap to make so many of them, and they also approached him to do uh, do something with rice to make rice like a, I think they call it like just cup rice like cup noodle cup rice, and the production with rice is just too expensive to create it and so like an instant like a uh, and an, an instant. Cup noodle version of rice. It was much more expensive, and it really didn't take off. So, the yeah that idea got scrapped. But he, he did have a uh, a try at cup rice, but it didn't it didn't last. But I just wanted to tell you about that and just give you a gory detail of cup noodles, and instant noodles, top ramen, and actually the Nissan company that owns. Cup noodles, his company. They they own uh, Top Ramen as well, so it's just the the, the, the cheaper version. And if you have, you know if you don't try the cup Noodle, the the brand cup noodle, not every noodles in cup are cup noodle. They're, uh, they're superior, if if I must say so myself. So hopefully you didn't hoard too many of those and are using them responsibly as you are locked in, uh, during this, uh, global sickness. So, um, I just wanted to let you know how those come about, the importance of just the the food industry, uh, globally, uh, how it was affected by this guy, uh, by, uh, Momofuku and how he created, uh, Instant foods and kind of this time we live in, everything's uh, instant and a, a bit of a product of his innovation. And the uh, quality control of having sell by dates and production dates, all that stuff's important that didn't exist before. So uh, he had a, it came on later in life, but he, he stuck with it and ended up creating some. Pretty interesting products. And now uh, <laughs> they had um, the chicken flavor, of course, the chicken noodle. Then they have the seafood and curry. I think they come out curry, noodle, and then seafood later in the 70s. So they they, uh, they were the the three, only three flavors they had for years. And then now it's just, it's absurd how many different noodles there are. But uh, I, I actually like... The uh, I don't I forget the manufacturer, but I think it is Nissan. Is uh, their pho the Vietnamese pho noodles? They make the the best one of the pho because instant pho noodles. Every one I've had, other than this brand, the Nissan brand, is horrible. Like they they just that one's a hard instant noodle to make because pho broth is so complex. But that's for another time. Enjoy your cup noodles, and catch you next time. Bye-bye.